When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road. Recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Earlier this week, I had the opportunity to visit the Iowa State men's basketball office where I knocked out some podcasts with key members of the coaching staff here. We're kind of in the doldrums of summer, and I thought that all of our listeners here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network would really appreciate it. J.R. Blount is an up-and-comer in college basketball coaching. I'll put it on record now in the next couple of years, he is going to be a head coach. This is going to be a guy Iowa State fans will be rooting for for a long, long time. And he's been integral to building this Otzelberger program here at Iowa State. In today's podcast with JR, talk a lot about Omaha Baloo. He's been instrumental in that recruitment. And uh, we talk about what we think the stud out of Waukee is going to bring to the Cyclones next year. We talk about defensive pressure. That's a big thing that JR is involved with, with the Iowa State basketball program. And we start to look at the transfers that have come in and we start to piece together next year's roster. I hope you guys enjoy this interview with JR Blount. We will have a couple coming up next week as well with Nate Schmidt, and also Ops Director Micah Byers. Here's my interview with J.R. Blount. All right, guys, I've got J.R. Blount with me. Iowa State basketball, they uh, getting underway here this week with uh, the guys getting back to town, getting all the new guys in. What's up, Coach? Man, good to be here. It's it's good to have them all here, and all minus, minus one, but, uh, you know, I think it's exciting times. You, uh... That that one being Omaha being off with Team USA, that's a good thing. I mean, developmentally, you can't. Yeah. That's pretty awesome, right? No, it's great. I mean, it's it's a good opportunity for him, and you know, it'll be the first time um, that he'll make the team. And you know, right now he's with the finalists, and hopefully, continues to get to the final twelve. But him being able to make it um, and then have that experience to go over to Hungary and compete for for the United States is you know, it's a life life one once in a lifetime opportunity. I've gotten a little bit of feedback from his performance last week, and I guess it was just off the charts. What have you been hearing? Yeah, like, I heard it was just unreal. Yeah, he, he FaceTimed me last last night. After, after the first day, he FaceTimed me, and he was like, ah, I made five threes. And I'm like, okay, great. Then the next day, it's like, okay, he made threes again. He was dunking. And, 
you know, the one thing that he does all the time is rebound and defend. So, you know, everyone's talking about his, his offense right now because it, it hasn't shown, but he's been he's been working on his game and you know, last night he's like, Yeah, I'm I was dominating, scoring in the post, scoring I was I was off the dribble. I'm like, All right, great. Now you now now he's Magic Johnson, but no, he, Yes. He, he's he's I've heard he's played well. Um, you know, and, and he plays hard. So, you know, I think he always will stand out in those in those situations because he'll communicate and play hard. Well, a little bit of a no, – no disrespect to anybody prior, but a little bit of a different guy than you guys have had yeah. since you got here. No, I mean, you just – you watch him. He, he's been up here working out since he since he cleared his physical. And he just looks different. I mean, he's yeah. six, eight, seven, three wingspan. He can make threes, but, you know, he plays high above the rim. Um, but he's also very coachable. You know, he, he wants to learn. He wants to get better, and, and he has aspirations to play play at the highest level, and, and he's right there. What's the uh, – God, it's so early. I, I kind of honestly feel dumb asking you about these, but it's what the fans want. These, What's the outlook so far since you got these new, this new crop on, on campus? How yeah. have they looked? You know, I just, just finished day two, and, you know, I said to – to Croft and Smitty run our offense. I'm like, man, we made more shots in practice today than we did all last year. So, you know, we got guys really worked on their game, the guys coming back, but then also the new additions with the freshmen and then the three transfers, um, you know, being able to come in and have guys that have been proven scorers at a high level, you know, I think that, that adds to, to us and, you know, still trying to keep up the defensive intensity that we've had in the years past too. So I've, I've been told that you deserve a ton of credit for pre- ball pressure on the defensive end. I think KG is kind of like the defensive coordinator, but I'm told you're the you're the ball pressure specialist. How, how um, where do, where does that come from? Is that is that kind of just you yeah. as a as a dude, or and and I, and I want to walk through how we how we teach that too to a freshman who maybe you know like a guy like uh, Momsilovich who's kind of been an offensive guy his, his whole life. Where does this process begin? Is it that's yeah. what's going on now? No, definitely right now. Milan will pick up the ball pressure. He needs it. Um, yeah. But no, I think it's just you know KG obviously has has a ton of experience, so I, I try to learn from him and just take little elements of the defense and what I can implement and have a voice in, and, and that's been ball pressure. And, and we like to say be disruptive and have relentless ball pressure. And it's something that you can control. Um, you know, you don't have to be the quickest guy. You know, we talk about ball pressure, but we also talk about hand pressure. You know, guys that like a Jazz Kuntz, who was one of our better defenders. Mm-hmm. He just had great hands, and then he would take charges. So you got to be off the ball. You got to anticipate. So you know, I, I foresee our guys. You know, some guys of the Keyshawn Gilbert, obviously Taman Lipsy, you know, Kurt Jones, those guys being up in the ball and being aggressive. But then you have the Milans. You may maybe the Caden Fish that you got to have great hand pressure and then be able to anticipate to to take charges. And you know it. It's a staple of our defense, and it's kind of what we do, and, and we like to tell our guys that's what we will do, and that's how we will defend. And you know they bought in, so that's a credit to them. Yeah, the um, the one thing that's been impressive um, for two years in a row is that mentality. Even though you had to turn a bunch of dudes over last year, it really didn't change, right? And thought that the defensive numbers would drop off a little bit last year, maybe just a smidge, but not not really. Now you've got a different type of a group in here. Uh, you've got some more transfers, but you've got more of what I would call a high-end talent group. And how, how do you instill that junkyard dog mentality into a group 
like that yeah. compared to the other group where you told them, hey, right. if you don't play this way, you're not going to win, right? Like, where's the fine line there? You know, I think when we recruit these guys, we recruit them the same way. You know, we tell them this is who we are, this is our mentality, you know, and, and see if they have interest, mutual interest in that, you know. And I think all of these guys, especially the transfers, are important because – you know, I think Jackson Pavelski's played with a chip on his shoulder his entire career. I mean, you look at his stature and how he looks, you're not like, oh, man, this guy's going to score 15 points a game. And he has to have a chip on his shoulder to do that kind of stuff. And Keyshawn Gilbert, um, a St. Louis kid, you know, he, he has a toughness to him. You know, he came from Vashon High School. It's a tough school, you know. And then you're looking at a Kurt Jones coming from Minneapolis, played at Indian Hills, um, where they – preach ball pressure they preach yeah. toughness and intensity you know guys from that program have had that so you know I'm not saying it's going to be an easy transition everything's an adjustment but these guys have it inside them and they they anticipated and embraced what what we wanted to do and how we wanted to play and you know I think that they're going to fit right in along with the freshmen who they're freshmen like you know like I mean you get a Taman Lipsy is a anomaly because of how hard he played right away you know he came in and practiced at the junior senior level right away you're mm-hmm. like he wasn't the best player but you're like wow like this dude really knows how to work where you know normal freshmen is going to take him a little time to get adjusted it may take the whole summer and then you find out what the intensity level is and then you, you start to adjust to it well that's right where i was going to go next with you is lipsy because he you know i think he surprised everybody last year i don't think that that's an, an overstatement what was always shocking to me about Taman is when i would watch him i would actually be like in pain because <laughs> It's like watching like a 60-year-old man out there in a 19-year-old's body. But he always got it done. Like he, I think other people picked up on that. And he instantly, not just because he's from Ames, but because of the way he played. It's just like, how do you not love this guy? I mean, it's, I haven't been, I've been coaching for almost 15 years now. And never have I seen that adjustment that fast. It just... He comes in, man, he's got an aura about him. And I think it's it's his self-humility, too, as well. Like, he knows exactly who he is. He knows what the coaches want. He knows what it takes to win games. And, and even in drills and, and practice situations, he's trying to win. And, you know, he may be a guy that doesn't score a basket, but has four offensive rebounds yeah. and three steals and a charge. And you're like, wow, like, this guy really made that team win. So... He, he was unique in that ability to come in and do that. But, you know, now he's taking a more, a more vocal role. Like, you hear him out there more. He's talking. He's communicating. He's giving instruction during practice. Um, you know, giving guys little tips, too. Hey, you should do this. You should do that. And, you know, he started that right when, when Keyshawn got here in, in, in middle of May, just taking him under his wing and working out with them. And those guys have been workout buddies um, since mm. they got here. So it's it's been a good thing to have him here. But also – you know, making sure he's taking care of his body and ready for the long run. So he was really good, like you said, at, at what he does last year. He's talked uh, – he came on with Jared uh, a little bit ago talking about wanting to take his game to a new level and being able to have a little more depth to it offensively. I'm assuming you have a big role in that. Where 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 is that at yeah, right now? You know, right now with Taman, you know, we're focusing on his workouts. We want to focus on his finishing, obviously his shooting, um, you know, expanding his range and getting more consistency. You know, I don't – for me and for us as a staff, when we look at Taman's game, we're not like, hey, man, he's got to shoot 50% next year from three. Like, that's yeah. not that's not his game. But 
we still want to complement his game with additional jump shots and perimeter shots, but also he's a downhill attacking guy, a guy that plays off of two feet, guy that plays in the paint, and we want to make sure that his paint game is great like because that's where he does spend a lot of his time. And then, yes, he needs to make an open three, and he'll continue to work on that like he's been doing. But if you watched him work from the end of the season all the way to right now, his work ethic's been the same. You know, he shoots before practice, after practice. We shoot again at 11. He'll probably come and shoot again before weights. Like, he's he's been in the gym three, four times a day, and he wants to get better, and, and that's how you get better. So these three transfers that, have, that are coming in, Pavletsky, Jones, and um – Keyshawn. Keyshawn, yeah. Yeah, you – so you come over from – you were at Drake, you're at Colorado State, come to Iowa State. Uh, different when you're coaching compared to playing. But the, we're, we're seeing this a lot now with this program. It feels like this is kind of the transfer game plan, not necessarily the guys who are, you know, like Kansas is getting, right. but no no Hutchinson. That guy. Right. What is the key to getting them to, like – be a Big 12 player when they're making that jump? Is it different for everybody? How, how would you explain that? Yeah, I think it's a little different from everybody. You got to find the mentalities. You know, I think like a Keyshawn Gilbert comes in with a ton of swagger, a ton of a ton of confidence. So he, he looks like he's played in the Big 12 for two years, you know, where a Pavletsky and a, and a Kurt Jones, they're, they're more like, all right, I want to fit in. I want to find out, you know, what my role may be. And, and, you know, you're telling them to be more aggressive. You know, when we recruited these guys, you know, we're honest with them and say, hey, man, we want you to come in and have a, a big role. We want you to be a contributor. Um, we want you to add to the value of our team and get us back to the NCAA tournament. So, you know, I think it's a process over time. The summer's big, um, you know, as the, as these guys get here and they develop in the summer and get to know how it is and see the physicality that we play with. And, you know, you, you show them film. You show them different things that, that happened in the years past so that they can kind of start to incorporate it into their minds. But there's nothing to do right now that's like, hey, man, like you got to do this yeah. to be in this. But, you know, I think they understand like, hey, this is a higher level. It's the best basketball conference. And we just try to do whatever we can to prepare them mentally and physically during this time. I mean, personally, as, as I sit back, is is kind of a fan of what's going on. Uh, I, I like the I love this the, this game plan, though, because it you get winners from like winning programs and people you trust. These guys are going to transfer anyways right. right so you you guys have contacts so you, you you know the type of guy that you're getting and then you get them for a while right right is is opposed to the one year guy and yeah. then man you got to rebuild again like is, is this all part of the strategy right yeah no definitely we we were we were pretty intentional tj you know had a plan he, he wants to bring in some guys that we can develop and that'll play in hilton for two to three four years if they can and it, it's good because you know, you get these guys like Pavletsky and Taman are being the same class. They'll graduate together. And Keyshawn and Kurt both have two more years remaining. So because it is a little bit of an adjustment, like the first half may be hard, like they yeah. may struggle. And then it's like, oh, OK, you start to figure it out. You know, you start to figure out, oh, OK, this is how I play through the bump. This is this is what the officials call and don't call all those little nuances of going up a level it takes a little bit of time um you guys have been really ahead of the curve as far as recruiting at least it seems like you're you're way out and out in front of this is this um i, I know that's intentional 
are you seeing this more with players just in general or guys just making decisions faster and are you <laughs> planning on I mean, is that the hope for 25 too just get out in front of it or that's, that's cj's hope for sure <laughs> um it makes your life a lot easier it does. yeah it does no i mean i tell you what as a guy who covers it it makes my life <laughs> a lot know, easier we're trying to make everyone's life easy i no. appreciate that um yeah you know i think with the portal so kids start to make decisions a little bit easier that are been that are being advised probably correctly because if you're a kid in 24 and you're waiting until after the season, now all of a sudden that program may take, you know, a, a kid that has three years of eligibility in your same spot. So now you're going to be behind that. So there's guy. more competition. Yeah. So, you know, I think kids that decide a little bit earlier, like the three that we had, at least puts us in position to say, well, we know that in 24 we have a seven footer come, you know, or whoever it yeah. may be, because. You know, you want to have those things so that you can start to kind of mold your roster together like that and so so. So, I mean, I think that's happened a little bit. I mean, ideally, yeah, it'd be great if we can find three 25 kids that are like, hey, man, we want to come and they're great kids and we want them and it's a mutual agreement. But it doesn't always work that easily. How, how quickly when you go into an AAU jam and l let's say that um, random, random player out of um, Tennessee – I'm not going to say Wisconsin yeah, because yeah. you know everybody from Wisconsin. And and they want – you guys decide you want to go take a look. You're watching him on an AAU circuit for the first time. How quickly can you tell if he would fit for what you guys want? You know, I think we would probably figure that out before we got to go see him. Okay, um, there you go. Good answer. Know, you, you Idiot to, like me wouldn't no, know that. No, I mean, you do your research. You talk to people around him. Hey, what kind of kid is this? Hey, what are his academics? You know, what, where, how does he play? How does that program play? You know, um, you know, kids from the Midwest tend to be more fit our style. Like, okay, they've been taught defense or taught fundamentals. Yeah. Um, you know, as you go down south, the kids get way more athletic, but it may be more up and down. It may not be as fundamental. So we start to try to figure out those niches. And then, um, you know, when you're speaking to the kid, like, hey, like, do you know about Iowa State? Have you heard of it? Do you know so-and-so or whatever it may be? I think you try to figure out a lot of that stuff beforehand. And then, you know, we're really big on court demeanor, body yeah. language. That's like, kind of why I ask, because, like, I've heard of these scenarios where it's like, oh, I, this yeah. kid threw a fit in an AU yeah, game and I, I walked mean, out of the gym, that type of stuff. It's it's Since we've been here, it's happened a handful of times where you're like, mm, that kid just doesn't fit us. Like, he, his, his attitude, his body language doesn't fit. Like, you know, and it, and they're good players. Like, it's not mm -hmm. like we're like, oh, man, he's a bad player. Like, he's a good basketball player, but – that's not who we want to bring into our program and our culture of, of what we have. I mean, we're very intentional about the guy, the young men that we bring in being great people, like so that we can tell the next recruit, like, hey, you're going to be surrounded by 14 other great young men. Like, you don't have to worry about that situation. And, um, you know, I think that we take that very personal. Okay, a uh, couple more things here. One, Otz was telling me about Hassan Ward, really happy with his, um, yeah, I guess, yeah development yeah. i guess is the word what have you seen in him in the first couple workouts because it sounds oh, like he's yeah. stocks really high right now haas had a great spring um you know i thought kg did a great job like you know they really started working on his touch you know his jump shot even got out to three um you know as the spring went on and he took a couple weeks off and then came back and came back in great shape you know I, obviously he's a 
superb athlete, above-the-rim guy that can really help us on the defensive end. But I think even more, you know, working on his touch, working on his hands, his footwork, you know, he's he's been good in these first two workouts. He's been above the rim, but you also, you know, you want to get him in the short role, want to be able to play through him a little bit on the offensive end. Um, and he's showing that he can do that. And I think that's all credit to, to the work that, that they put in in the spring. You know, right after the season, those guys got right back in it and got to work. I think that's another thing. We were talking about a little bit about this earlier, but he had this, like, passport problems or whatever yeah. happened last summer. And I, I'm not sure if fans really fully realize how yeah. late to the game he was. Right. Yeah, I mean, he probably practiced five or six times in the summer. Like, I mean, and we were trying to get him over, and it was like, hey, he's coming. It's like, oh, they stopped him here. And, you know, so he had a lot of a lot of issues. So he really started behind the eight ball, you know, yeah. when especially coming in our summer stuff, you know, we're very intentional about the hour that we use every day. But it's, it's intense. Like, it's practice. Like, I, I almost say we go hard harder in the summer than we do you know those first couple weeks when you're getting into it but when we get into january february like we're going much harder right now than we would in those in those practices so he missed all that so Mm -hmm. he had to get adjusted right away kind of on the fly and um then when he came back in it was like boom like everyone already knew what was going on and he was still kind of like all right wait okay what's this terminology what what are we doing here so it caught him up and then obviously you saw at the end of the year he he came on for us and helped us in a big way well i appreciate your time this is uh this is fun for me to get you guys when it's not in the in the heat of the season yeah, and no i know problem. the fans really appreciate it too I so appreciate it chris keep it up and uh thanks again man thank you